My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm so excited. We have an amazing lady coming on today. The guest I'm bringing on, Kristen Miller. You know, she's a multiple, a multi-dimensional mentor, business strategist, self-actualization expert, and she's also the CEO of Flaming Silver. You know, she's a very powerful, powerful story. And I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna let you, Kristen, dive right into that. How's it going? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm so excited for our conversation today. I mean, you will add so much value to my myself and listeners. So it's it's such a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's an honor to be here. So thank you for, um, I think you've got an amazing story. <laughs> so thank you for having me on your podcast. It's really awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super pumped. So, you know, before we really jump in, let's, let's start off by, you know, taking a back, let's dive back to your background, your journey, your story. How did you get to where you are today? I I think I like to joke and call myself a late bloomer because I think like so many people out there, especially if we're over 40 and I'm not far over 40, I still feel very young, but especially in the old days, the old paradigms of, oh, you've got to go to school and you've got to get A, you know, um, A grades and then you go to university and then you go and work in some corporate job for 40 years. And if you're a male, you'll get the gold Rolex. If you're a female, I don't know what you're supposed to get, but that never happened. (laughs) So I was one of those um, people, just humans, like so many out there in today's times. I'm glad the world is awakening that I just didn't fit into that robotic kind of life. A, I never knew what I wanted to do. Not, I, I barely did. I had an idea that I just wanted to travel the world and help people, but I had no idea how that was supposed to look. So nobody in my schooling life could fit me into, I was like a square peg in a round hole. You know, it just didn't work like that. I, I didn't want to go and uh, just find the ideal job. Although I did, um, I was accepted for law. I withdrew the application. Um, that part of me, I wanted to be a prosecutor. And in our culture, especially in South Africa, we had the English, the British upbringing. It's like, you're basically uneducated if you don't go to university, right? And I just think that's rubbish. <laughs> like, And I'm not saying it's rubbish. Like there are professions and industries out there like lawyers and I adore, adore lawyers and all that who need it and doctors and surgeons. And there's so many roads for those people. But what about the rest of us? What about the rest of us who are natural born entrepreneurs and we just don't know it and we're never schooled of thought and mind to to enter those realms? So I was a late bloomer. I I was a good girl. I, you know, diligently worked my way up in multiple careers (laughs) uh, from tourism and travel to hospitality in the restaurant business, et cetera, et cetera. But then I, I hit a stage. I only started my own business, my first one in 2010. So I was 30 and that felt quite late. You know, I don't, I I was just, I was always a good employee and my previous role that we had just touched on before recording, uh, I was a COO. I'd worked my way up into a great position with a great company at the time. Really, I loved what I did. I've always done what I love doing, even if it looked crazy to other people. And it was in real estate. So I've got years, like 16, 17 years in real estate experience. And I always loved it. 
And then I started my own business because the company merged um, and liquidated basically their London office. I'd been living in England for a while too. I didn't make it long because the weather sucked for me being an outdoorsy <laughs> South African human who loves sunshine <laughs> and warmth. But, um, but then instead of, that's where I took a turn. So I said, all right. So instead of just updating my CV and doing what I'd always done since I left home at 18, let me uh, just start my own business at long last. I had a tiny inkling at the age of 11 I even designed my own barcode, everything, Kristen's card company. Like it was there. It was always there. But the entrepreneurial spirit was never nurtured in me because our families didn't know better. And, and, and I love seeing and watching this change in today's world. So that's a good thing. You know, I believe all my parents did their best. They just didn't know any better. I tell you the word business right. owner or entrepreneur was not mentioned once in my upbringing. <laughs> like it's all about the job. You got to make a lot of money. You got to have a good job. Um, anyway, so 2010, that happened five years into 2010, and I was still doing real estate. Um, I realized now a multimillionaire at that time, um, you know, personal estate value of over 5.2. I was doing well by, by all traditional normal world standards. I had the mini mansion. I was traveling the world and experiencing, literally, it was a personal goal of mine. I did three new countries every year for five years. Um, and, uh, I just, I hit a moment. I remember the date, 24 October, 2015, and I did not want to get out of bed. And I was like, something's off. And I was exhausted. Fair enough. A whole lot of stuff had happened that year. But um, that I call it now today, I call it the burnout and brain fried barn. It is not worth it for anyone. You know, I had just totally overextended myself, pretty much reached practical burnout. I was on the verge of adrenal failure. Um, and for what? just to make money and look successful to the outside world, I guess, still single female. I had my dogs, I had my horse and all that stuff, which I love. Um, but I just, I, I just, it hit me that morning, 24 October, that I'm so unfulfilled. It's not that I was unhappy, I, I, living a very comfortable life by most people's standards, but I realized unfulfilled. And then I, I, I phoned a friend, I literally WhatsApped a friend and I said, okay, something's not right. I really need help. We'd been chatting about how unfulfilled I felt before. Um, and he put me onto an acupuncturist uh, and a horseman, funny enough. And he was a US vet, uh, literally a Vietnam war vet. And he'd studied traditional Chinese medicine. And I knew nothing about energy or meridians or any of that stuff until then. And it, it only took three months of working with this man and realizing, Kristen, you are so far off your true calling you're so far off your purpose. You don't even know where you are anymore. You don't know who you are anymore. Like nothing in the world makes sense anymore. And by that time I'm 35, you know, right. so I had friends and family. My dad actually asked me once, he said, geez, are you having like an early midlife crisis? What's happening to you? <laughs> so looking reckless sometimes um, is one of the names I was called. Like now you're just acting recklessly or being irresponsible is actually such a beautiful thing if we allow yeah. ourselves the grace and space to recognize that our soul in so many ways is pushing us into where we're supposed to be even if it doesn't look like what other people have expected from you or expect for you for your life and this happens often with parents to their kids <laughs> anyway so yeah by christmas day that same year it was christmas day I was sipping a glass of wine watching my dog my great dang blue uh, he had stitches in his eyes. He had an operation. I was just watching him and I was alone at home on Christmas day, which I wanted to be, by the way, I would never leave my boy <laughs> with stitches in his eyes. Um, right. And um, I, I just, I made a decision that day and I actually phoned my parents. They were in another town miles away. And I said, all right, I'm done. I'm done with this life. 
I am packing up everything I've ever owned, ever acquired. I'm selling all my assets. I had multiple, I had a few homes, investment properties and whatever. And I gifted away everything else that did not sell. And I relinquished shareholding in one of my international companies, uh, Global GB2, because I did a lot of work with um, uh, foreign exchange. Um, just investment, money, assets. Like I understand that conversation. Anyway, got rid of it all. I said, now I'm going to basically strip myself naked and I don't know what I want to do. I just know that it's not this anymore. So they, if, if, if anyone has ever felt totally lost and listless, it's like, you know, there's something more to life, to you, to your worthiness and your value in the, in this world, but you don't quite know what it looks like. I promise you, just keep going. <laughs> this is the, there's one message I can share. Just keep going. <laughs> anyway, long story short, took a sabbatical, went to go live on a tropical island. That was Mauritius at the time worked with horses. I completely stepped out of corporate. I had no idea still at that time what I wanted to do. I just knew that it had to incorporate horses somehow. And I'm not a horse riding teacher and I have no interest in running a riding school or whatever. So I said, well, how do I make good money? Used to making good money. So how do I make good money as a businesswoman still, but incorporate horses? And that is how the whole thoroughbred brand came into play. And not because I'm a snob. I'm actually very down to earth, like love being barefoot and running around on beaches and playing with horses, kind of human. It is because I finally remembered. It took those three months on that island in the middle of the ocean, (laughs) in the tropics to realize like, man, that we are all actually born thoroughbreds, like of the highest and purest pedigree. So if you take it from a higher consciousness level, soul level, you just don't get better than each and every single one of us, right? Like we're amazing beings of magnificent design yet we tend to think so much is wrong with us or we're not doing right by by any like worldly standards so the old definition of success I just I dumped it in the bin I was like that is just so not my new me and somehow some way I'm going to revamp my brand that at the time the flaming silver brand and that's I just I didn't change the company name it was a company I bought in 2011 and I had managed my private horse stuff, equestrian stuff through there, just one of the private companies. I used to run five. <laughs> Hence the burnout. It's not worth it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and um, I was just like, no, let me streamline all the focus into what I really want to do, which is help people in a bigger, deeper, more meaningful way. I love serving my wealthy clients. I still have private clients in real estate, very few and far between. But I knew, all I knew was that there are better, deeper ways to help more people in this world who've possibly experienced what I did, like the way that we were told to live life and the definitions that were dumped on us of success is just not for us. I work with a lot of artists and healers and alternative healers and uh, spiritualists. And, I, you know, we can go down that whole bandwagon. I work with a lot of them, for example, um, who feel that they don't have enough value or no one would ever pay that price for my artwork or uh this crazy healing then you get labeled and judged and you go through that whole thing and event you just build confidence as you exercise that courage must and you just keep going forward so I'd always been in leadership positions people had always come to me for advice um about what though was like okay how do I start a business and make good money because a lot of people start a business but and I, I saw one of yours and Jamie's amazing emails is like so many people hit that trap of you're loving what you're doing but you're not yet making enough money So then, yeah, then I just thought, okay, well, as a mentor, as a natural mentor, someone who'd mentored people for years already, let me try and bring that in to to what I do full time. So the revamped Flaming Silver brand, as I call it, is all about reigniting that fire in your belly 
because each of us are born with that candle and it is unique to us. <laughs> and um, it's actually such a blessing, such a gift when we finally open our eyes and, and untack is what I like to say, all the other shit that's got layered on us throughout life from whatever past experiences and, and just reignite that flame. There's always, you know, that, that silver lining out there waiting for every single one of us. Because um, one of the best lessons I ever learned that just because we fit in somewhere doesn't mean we're meant to be there. I was very good at real estate and, you know, closing big deals and helping people expand their investment portfolios. I was good at it. That's why I did well, well, meaning financially, but totally in, uh, unfulfilled inside. Um, still love people, still helping them. But I was like, there's so many more of us who start off poor with nothing but a laptop and a dream and some internet connection somewhere. <laughs> and we're starting from scratch because we're trying to break our family line. We're trying to, uh, I almost want to say, yeah, uh, just uh, break the ancestral line or lineage and, and re redesign, recreate, re-manifest <laughs> whole new lives that actually make us feel fulfilled from within because the money comes anyway. When we're all living out our true purpose, and I know it's such an overused term in today's online world, especially, but when we're living that, actually living, breathing, walking, talking that, that's personal power. That's how we start. It, this energy is just, it's its revitalized. It doesn't die. And we both know energy can't be, you know, deleted or destroyed. It can only be transmuted and transformed into whatever. So when it comes to the personal power alchemy, I've seen it in people. I've seen it in clients and business executives, even uh, clients of mine, where the one guy, for example, his receptionist said to him about two months into our work, said, you just look so different. And he said, what do you mean? She said, you, you look different. I can't explain it. She said, it's like you're glowing to this ex executive over 50 years old, experienced, seasoned, eight-figure business owner. And he finally realized it's because he was happy, like genuinely joyful <laughs> from within. <laughs> so he shifted and recalibrated a whole lot of stuff. Um, I like to say at the core of everything we do in terms of personal power, alchemy and and all that, there's there's an element of healing. We need to heal and transmute first the old staff. And that is why I call myself a multidimensional mentor now instead of just mentor, because we are multidimensional beings. So we were hardwired and conditioned to like always do, do, do. It's always about the business and the work and the money and success and the corporate offices and ah, blah, 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 <laughs> as I would say. But we're actually multidimensional. So there's the mental aspect, emotional, spiritual, and then physical. There's the four key intelligences that I love diving deep into with people because true personal power is when we're in harmony with all four, that's coherence. Now we're going to, you know, we can touch on like heart brain coherence and, and everything is energy, right? Everything, even everything. Table. So it just, we do end up glowing, uh, doing what we're meant to do and how we're called to work on this earth, fulfilling our Dharma, if you will. So yeah, it took me, I was a late bloomer. Took me long to get there, but it finally happened. I'm so grateful. Absolutely. My gosh, like I said, your your story is so powerful. And you know, the things that you've done is just absolutely incredible. Um, and I'm so happy that you're finally fulfilled and you're, you know, you followed your dreams, you're doing your what you're passionate about and you have your purpose, right? Um, I mean, that's incredible. So I love it. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. <laughs> Pleasure. Yeah, oh, I can get long way. There's so many tangents to it. Um, right. and it wasn't easy because I went broke first. <laughs> yeah, right. so I'm I think it's hitting that, that too. 
Yeah. Right. Um, how from going broke to where you are now, what was the biggest challenge to be to keep going, you know, to just really keep going, like you mentioned? I mean, was it discouraging when you were broke? Oh, um, yeah. But I'm sure you thank yourself today for not quitting because of yeah. where you are right now, right? Yeah. I mean, I had to realize that I had so much subconscious programming about money. So having our family, the biggest thing that I can remember from conscious memory at like early four was there's just never enough money, never enough money. And I didn't realize that because life had always been easy for me money-wise as an adult working, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, until I decided to just shift my whole uh, trajectory in life course. And then all of a sudden, all the subconscious programming came boom right to the surface <laughs> so literally having I was living in South Africa at the time I stayed up till whatever time I was broke so I didn't have money to invest in a mentor or any of that stuff mm-hmm. yet I was still mm-hmm. paying for my babies so I still had dogs I had horses I was healing and those are my babies and so let me tell you I right. went through a phase where I ate a muffin a day for almost a month one muffin a day was all I could afford but my babies were eating <laughs> I'm a breadwinner right. too I, I financially support my mom and dad because they've always been broke you know, no one likes hearing it. I just speak the truth. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm happy that, that you, you know, do. Yeah, I'm just a truth teller, as people say. I'm like honest. Um, and and it's not to say we didn't get love. I know they did the best that they knew how to do, but their entire family lines, everyone was always broke, broke, broke. And um, I was, I could no longer lie to myself and keep going down a path that really wasn't for me. It's not my purpose as a as I'm honest about, um, I know the purpose word is so badly overused and diluted in today's space. So I'm very careful saying that, but I just knew that c- continuing on the old way was had nothing to do with me. It was good. It's good experience. So the one thing I can definitely um, say to anyone, if you're feeling discouraged or like, oh, how do I get out of this hole I've dug myself in? Honestly, just keep remembering that every experience you've ever had, every prior job, even if it's flipping burgers at McDonald's, no matter what you've done, those are skills and experiences that you pack, you carry with you. Maybe they don't necessarily show up in your new dream life that you're trying to build for yourself, but they're there. You don't lose them, so to speak. So use them to your advantage. So I've been very good with like systems and operational procedures. And I just started bringing in all what I had learned before and then incorporating it into my new world that I was trying to rebuild from scratch from ground zero. Um, just knowing that I was not, I was resolute. I was not going to say goodbye to my dreams, especially as a creative. So I'm quite, I had always been, I used to sing, I used to do art. I used to do all of that until high school. And all of a sudden that's just so drummed out of you because academics is everything, which is rubbish to all right. of us who are more artistic <laughs> and we're creatives and we love people. We love helping people. Like there's so many ways to do that without doing corporate anything. If it's not for you, if it is for you, yay. As so long as you love what you're doing, I'm a happy human, <laughs> you know, but exactly the course watch every free workshop that you possibly can. If it's going to teach you something that you need, that's what I did. So a lot, this is what I love about Americans. And I'm, I know I'm generalizing, but there's so many amazing multimillionaires out there who offer free all sorts of training on YouTube. And if it meant me staying up till 3am, I did. And I stayed up to watch and learn this. I knew I was getting left behind in digital marketing, for example. So I made myself, I signed up with Shore Academy. Um, I, I got some free Offer was there for social media marketing, for example. And then and then I started earning money. You know, it was it was three months of extreme dryness, let me tell you, money-wise. <laughs> anyway, quickly we started earning some money again. 
and you build up confidence as you just keep right. going. Um, and then I studied digital marketing and then I did this and I just kept on packing, checking out more skills that I could offer to my clients at the time. Um, and then you build yourself. And the other tip I want to really share is so many people want the confidence first. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that only comes after you take action. <laughs> so as scary as it was, every time I used to share a post going, oh, the world is thinking I'm crazy. I stepped out of that life into this one. Who the hell am I to say that I'm now a full-time mentor? Like I went through all those self-doubts and insecurities. Like who on earth are you just to say this, to be this, to do this, to offer whatever package or program. And I pro the more you just take action, consistency is key. The more your courage and confidence is being built every day. It just, you just stack it up. So habit stacking, time blocking, I get into that as well. It's two things that absolutely changed my life because I was committed to, to seeing it through and, and ending up with my American dream. I fell in love with the States in August, 2015. And it was then that I said, now note the timeline. Hey, so 2015, August 15, I was here, money, meeting property managing agents around um, Florida, Atlanta. Uh, oh, gosh, I touched on Alabama. Anyway, uh, and then October 24th is when I realized this is not the life for me. And then by Christmas Day, so that whole second half of 2015 year, Christmas Day was like, I just made the decision. It was like the universe. I just had an aha moment and said, this is it. You're not meant to do real estate forever. <laughs> like all that effort into it. But here I am slowly building my American dream as I wanted to when I fell in love with the States in August 15. And, you know, it took a few years. Yes. It took a sabbatical. It took me removing myself from anything I'd ever known. And, and that it took courage to go and move onto an island and work with horses that you hadn't done as a profession, you know, ever, ever in your life. But I just knew I'm gifted with horses. And now I integrate what they teach us as um, part of the harmony and the healing that I teach with my clients. I just use horse analogies all the time because they represent freedom. And everything self-actualization mastery is about freeing yourself from everything that's holding you back, which is within. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is everything that we feel is um, a chain or a constraint is we are causing it in some way within ourselves. That's where the sovereignty and the self-actualization lies in, which is represent true freedom. I love this. <laughs> I love it. And I understand where you're coming from with the horses because I have two of my own. So yes, love it. I love it. And they're so good for the soul and healing. Mm -hmm. healing and the soul and they're honest as yeah. well <laughs> yes <Yeah>. they are <laughs> oh this is great so Kristen tell me a little bit about or walk us through your services and how you deliver them for sure so some people don't like one-on-one -on -one mentoring I love it um people are my thing people are my jam so I love doing the one-on-one -on -one mentorship um, and as you know, as the business grows, um, as much as we want to help everyone, we just can't. As much as right. we have to, we just can't. Like there, there comes a point where it's about creating healthy boundaries about who you can serve and when, and especially because I adore the one-to-one -one work. So I have found that those who can afford to invest in me, so my Elite Evolution uh, private mentorship, it's one-on-one. -on -one. So I meet weekly with people 44, for 44 weeks, but it's spread out over a year. It's a year-long private mentorship. And it is just mentorship. 
So I incorporate coaching skills and modalities that I've since studied only as and when needed. So I'm very clear when I say to people, I'm a mentor, not a coach. (laughs) So I always make that clear, especially in today's world, because everyone assumes you're a coach or a business coach or something. And I'm like, no, I'm actually a multidimensional mentor. Meaning I hold that sacred space for you. And I, and there's a lot of male clients. In fact, men are my ideal clients. And um, not because I'm anti-woman, I started out serving women only. Um, but because a lot of the time men have told me, especially ex-military men, that's happening more and more often now, the last, I'd say six months, maybe mm-hmm. eight months. But um, I just provide a safe space for them to vent and release at first. The kind of space where they don't feel they can share it with their peers or their partner, their spouse. And it's no insult to their peers or their partner. It's the, um, so from a partner type, these are typically big men. I'm talking Marines and SEALs and, you know, army guys and whatever, who've also been so hard conditioned a lot of the time, especially the old school ways mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Men, good, you know, real men don't cry. You got to toughen up and you just got to hide, hide, hide and suppress everything, suppress all the emotions. I'm working with a Marine right now and he's, finally broken open twice I'm so grateful and happy and he is happier because of it but the only reason as they've shared with me that they don't feel they can show it um express such darkness with their wives is because they want they are the provider and the protector so they don't want to bring to use the words that they've shared with me that shit into the home life that's their that's who they adore most and want to protect and provide for understandably um, yet they've got unhealed trauma from within. Um, there's a lot of men out there who've had sexual assault at a young age. There's a lot of men walking around out there who haven't yet, they're kind of confused in today's world because we hit a whole phase and I've w- witnessed it in the online world. Oh, femme, this fempreneur, that femme, everything. You know what? I'm not a fempreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm just right. a business owner like every single one else. So when we talk about equality, I'm like, we'll first get to equanimity first you will find equality because every single one of us was so magnificently designed with a masculine and feminine energy anyway. Some of us more than others on either side, but I like to bring in the childlike energy. So I bring in the the, the threesome, as I call it, <laughs> energetically. <laughs> anyway, right. so a lot of men have also shared that when they sometimes share it, and this has happened, I spoke to an eight-figure business owner a few months ago, and um, he said he doesn't feel like he can share his fears, his fear of failure, the insecurities that he's hosting within amidst his buddies because they'll just slap him over the back and they tend to say things like, oh, but you should be grateful for what you've got. Da, 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 da. You've got an ideal life, the dream wife, da, da. you know. So that's how I love the one-to-one mentorship. So what I start with is trust, energy, and leadership. That's quarter one. That is where we go first because everything that we create, you know, is from within. So I like to say when we free ourselves from within, everything else changes. It, that's where the catalyt- catalytic, like things are going to happen and it's beautiful and then quarter two we focus on the business if they want it which every single person I'm working with is a business owner in their own right so a lot a good example is I had an attorney litigation attorney who came to me miserable fighting with a wife hated his hated like really really loathed being in his business all the time eventually at the end of the day about seven months in sold his litigation practice for good money and ended up becoming a physiotherapist for rugby players, rugby people. <laughs> so how that ended up being his core purpose. And he adores it because he was always sportsmanlike, et cetera. And he found that was missing. He got divorced. They were all so much happier. Three kids, ex-wife and him. Everyone wins 
when people are truthful and honest and um, accepting of where they are, what's making them miserable. Can we work it out? Can we not? And I'm not a relationship therapist at at all. (laughs) Don't, Don't get me wrong. But it's just another example of how some people totally flip the switch from law to physiotherapy. It's a good example. <laughs> um, right. It's, it's about turn, if you think about it. Yeah. So that's the year long one. And I love it. And it is a premium ticket, high ticket, as people call it in right. these days. Um, but because it's it's 24-7 access, 20, like WhatsApp, email, whatever. Exactly. You're there. You're, I'm there for them because the moments right. that, hit, that hit them hit at the most inopportune times. They'll be walking down a grocery aisle about to do something. And all of a sudden the, this boom, emotion, it hits. You know, boom, it hits exactly that. I had a man, I know him that I'm, I'm going to interview him soon for my future podcast, just, you know, where he just got hammered with full on emotions and he cried like a baby. His words, um, it just hit him. He couldn't even walk. He stayed outside by his car oh. and he went to the grocery store at that time. What release though, what relief and lightness of being came out of him because of that, because he allowed it to happen instead of suppressing all the emotions. I'm very passionate about men. You know, whatever is impressed must be expressed, as I like to say. And they're impressed and and faulty uh, conditioning. I call it faulty conditioning, just like women. And then there's now we to speak about the women. They mostly come to me for help with business. I want to make more money. I want to invest. Mm. And that's cool. I love helping. I'm all for empowering women. I really am because <laughs> I saw it. I love my- it. Yeah. Right. And- I made, my mom made inverted quotes here. I was living in London at the time and she hadn't had her own bank account for decades, you know, since they got married. I was like, we're going to shift right. this now. We're going to change it. Open it, help take open power. Mm-hmm. Take your power back in every way. I believe every single human, male or female, deserves to be financially independent. And when we understand all these limiting money beliefs, and that's a big thing for me, I'm super passionate about it. When you finally learn to unwire, like, so you want to, Learn new stuff, unlearn, and then relearn ways to manage money and amass wealth long-term. You literally can create your own legacy and legacies last for generations way beyond our mere mortality. So if if I'm speaking to people with kids, for example, that's the bare minimum that you get to shift and change for them and show what's possible. But a legacy extends beyond our own family lines. You know, um, whether it's a book you release or a, a podcast, as you guys do so well, like, there's so many ways that you can help so many people and reach them around the world just by showing them what's possible, by showing them expansion. I'm <laughs> big on expansion. Like when we free ourselves from all these limiting beliefs, it starts there and stories that we that stories, we mm-hmm. stories, stories, stories. Yeah. Like we're all told to go to school, get a job so you can retire with good paying. But in reality, Going to school, getting a job is great, and it is for some people, but the retirement is not a lot of money anyway. So it's like you work so hard and you put so much money into school for like suffering during retirement without a lot of money and stuff, you know, and it's those beliefs that I mean. And the belief that it's security is the biggest. Yeah. It should be like banned from the schooling system. Yes. (laughs) I get that. I agree. It's such a false sense of security. You are devoting your life force every single day, how many hours a day, and you're putting all your power into someone else's hands because they can drop you like that. Look at what happened. Exactly. Everything shut down. So tell me again why that's called secure security. Well, exactly. And then working your butt off for 40, 30 to 40 years to struggle at retirement with no money that the pensions are not 
not good. And uh, I think that they're, they're not false enough. hope of security. Yeah, not yeah, enough. Totally. Yeah. My parents are like that now. They're living on yeah. social security. Um, and my yeah. mom didn't, she was so embarrassed. She didn't want to sign up. I said, you will sign up for that. That is money that is deservedly yours and dad's, you know, yeah. to get from the government for all the effort you've put in all these years. You deserve right. it to take it. So thank you yeah. and take it. And it is not even close to enough. They cannot afford to buy their groceries every single month on the little pittance that they get out in that. It makes me, I get really riled up about that. Oh, uh, me <laughs> and, too. It's and, like, how? Yeah, I'm like, retirement, no, no. When we take control of our financial destinies, um, and it's not to say everyone wants to be a millionaire. Not everyone does. Some people, I was literally talking to a client today, this morning, she's a she, she's in Canada. So your home, home country, should I say, <laughs> and she only has the, her dream is only to earn $500,000 a year. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, right. there's nothing wrong with it. That's her, like, that's stretching her dream. She actually gave me a lower figure and I doubled it. I'm like, that's great. But she's that's loving great. and that she's not in it. And people will say it's not just for the money. I was like, no, but I'm a philanthropist at heart. And the animals I heal and rescue and the things I want to do and the centers I want to open cost, cost a money. lot of money. Right, <laughs> of right. So, so that's why so, I generate wealth. Yeah. Exactly, because you're doing it what you're passionate about. And you're you're yeah. starts within, right? Starts within. Um, so, tell me your process in regards to what you do right now with your high ticket sales. How do you attract you know these these dream customers of yours? Um, I mean, and are able to be successful with these high ticket sales because you know yeah. the people listening also a lot of them have the high ticket offers, and I think this could yeah. be valuable. So. Talking about high ticket offers, um, I'm very blessed and I'll I'll recommend this to anyone. If you just go and Google Catherine Porridge from Icons Incorporated, she's an Aussie. I say that with respect. I love the Aussies. I worked with them for years. <laughs> I've got lots of Australian friends. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really did. I visited the country. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> so it's gorgeous. Anyway. I want to go. Yeah. My friend lives there from Canada and I'm like, I'm oh, coming Brisbane to see you soon. <laughs> oh, I love Brisbane. Wow. I love Brisbane. But um, so she really helped. And Chris Kenny, there's the other mentor that those two together changed my life. Because like most people, when I was first starting out full time as a mentor, I was charging the average like $3,000 for say a two to three month package, blah, blah, blah. And then then you go and work with people like Chris Kenny or Catherine Pirate. Um, and they're like, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like anything under $10,000 is not even high ticket. That's literally right. that's the game. Right. Anything that you charge under that. But now, it, as you know, it depends on how long are you serving them and working with them, et cetera. So I charge $160,000 per high ticket client. That is if they right. pay me 40K per queue. So that's the option I give them. If they pay in full, it's 150K cash. Then that's just $150,000 right. once off. Let's get in there. It is for a year, but we structured around their life because I do believe right. that we are here to live life. So a lot of Americans, for example, want to take off with the family for about a month in July. And then there's other holidays that matter to people. Decembers and Christmases, I'm big on that. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I'm just a Christmas girl. And so I tend to take off time over each Christmas into New Year's. Very unlike. And that's a South African thing too, because summer is in the Southern Hemisphere. Summer is every December. Right. Jan, right. So um. Yeah, that's that's the high ticket stuff. But then how I strike them off, part of the onboarding system is an extensive thoroughbred questionnaire, as I call it. And I used to do that one-on-one -on -one at first, but I don't know if, if people are experienced. Like it's it can be a little bit odd or awkward when you're one-on-one -on -one with a human and you're 
you're going straight to the deep questions. <laughs> so a lot of times I found that they're not so willing, especially men yet, they're not so willing to open up in, on a Zoom call, depending on who they are and how open they are and whatever's happened in their life straight away. So I created an extensive online questionnaire and I've honestly got great results from it. I need to find a foundation from which to work with them and find right. out what is more important for them to work on first. Like I always say there's eight high impact life arenas or paddocks, I call them paddocks. And there's eight high impact business paddocks, all in this estate that we call us because we are at the center of every experience. That's going to go on the podcast show, by the way, <laughs> coming up too. I've actually had to draw it out. I've got two flip charts that I, I show the eight high impact life paddocks and then the eight for business, for business owners. And we're at the center of both. So um, that extensive questionnaire, just, oh, there's, there's a lot of questions, but I found that they're far more honest when they can sit down in peace and quiet wherever they are, say at home or in the office or whatever, and they just answer it for me. And then I get a good baseline. And right. um, because of the way the, the questions are structured, um, and there's over 200 questions, so it's quite extensive, you know, because of the way they're structured, I get a feel for where they want to start. And then we'll have our first session. I just, I just call it a session, our first call. And um, that's usually 90 minutes, sometimes two. And it depends. And now, you know, as a, well, maybe you don't know, but coaches and mentors out there, it is about the questions. But because we're open to whatever the human is um, presenting in front of us. And this is why I say it's just real life, human to human connection. And most of the time, these people really just need shoulders to, to, to vent on, to carry right. some of that weight, to help uplift them for that moment while we then develop the relationship, the trust going forward for the long term. So the first session is long, 90 minutes to two hours, and that's okay. I dig deep, and depending on the answers, I'll have other questions to ask. And we're just chatting. Right, right. right. We're just chatting. Um, so I allow space for that to flow. And then we'll get into the weekly rhythm, excluding whatever. I travel a lot. They travel a lot. It's okay. We work around life. Sometimes the child gets sick. Okay, no problem. Your baba's sick. Awesome. We'll just work around this. I'm flexible. They're flexible. So in terms of high ticket pricing, what I want to do, what I'm happy to share with anyone is when you do it that way, you only need seven clients per year and you're already breaking the million dollar milestone. Like right. so premium ticket, high ticket is the best. I've got a money mountain model that I show my, uh, I've got, I used to, I, I made good money, I guess. The most popular uh, program I had was a four month triple M package. And that is structured. And that all women have bought that. There's not a male yet that has signed up for that one. And that's four months. And it is, it's marketing money and mindset. Um, and then I introduced mindset psychology. Yeah, because I realized so the woman, we do all this beautiful branding work, especially the artists, the healers, the more sensitive people. And we do all this amazing work and we restructure XYZ, get the website going, whatever, whatever they want to offer to the world. And they're happy. They're playing in their passion and their purpose. But then they, then they get, scared and that's okay this is what women were not conditioned to be was courageously ask for the sale we just weren't generally mostly conditioned for that I'm grateful I've, I'd always been in an investment environment in the boardrooms with the big boys as we would joke and I love it so I'm confident in that way but I needed to bring in sales psychology so I integrate that throughout the four months so that they have the confidence. And it's always scary at first. When we do anything new for the first time, it's scary. <laughs> I think 100%. Are, right? Yeah, we just got to jump and then, you know, make the ask. So anyway, we'll, we'll cover that. But for women, I do that. 
Um, and that program, for example, is uh, $22,000 or 20K if you want to pay in full. And then I've got a delightful duo. You could choose to pay 11K times two, or you can put on a $9,000 commitment fee and then pay six, five times two. So, okay. Okay. The point is, yeah, it's, um, I, I really am actively involved in helping people avoid what I call the churn and burn pool. Turn and burn, turn and burn, turn and burn. Oh, I've got to offer a million lead magnets and I've got to do this. And I'm playing down all these stupid 97 freaking dollar offers. I want to pull my but hair out with that. You that they don't get anywhere with. Or 97 dollars no. or something. <laughs> no. Like, uh, coffee money, you know. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. It's about honoring it. yourself. Like, it what is. money do you want to earn per month? And I, I, just today with this beautiful client in Canada, um, I helped her calculate her hourly rate. And most people never take the time to go, what should I be earning? Technically, if it was an ideal world per hour. That is so smart. Yeah, Some people still think in the hourly thing. Now, I've got a saying that a lot of people don't like, but the only people who charge per hour are broke people or they're intelligent attorneys who are already charging a monthly retainer. (laughs) So I don't allow any of my clients to charge per hour. Like I don't charge per hour either. I believe in value-based pricing. So I'm going to deliver, you win some, you lose some, you know, but I'm going to deliver based on the value offered. That's it. And this is how I, so I do pricing strategies, quite a big thing in the Triple M program, for example. But with the big guys, they don't come to me. So the Elite Evolution clients, they don't come to me for money. They're already generally, they're honest to God, they're already normally earning over $700,000 per annum. So they don't, money's not their challenge. They're, they're hurting. And that's more important for me to help. They're hurting inside. Find those pain points. Find And then I just want to, if you can help them with those. Exactly. And I mean, I think, you know, sales come with relationships and trust. And if there's a way and a belief that you can help change the pain points for them. Yeah. That's what you don't have to be looking for people. That's one of my marketing strategies. Um, I've actually got a mail. I've got a newsletter going out at some point where I just listed my, my chosen seven marketing strategies. And again, everyone take this with a pinch of salt in, in the sense that, you know, your business better than anyone else. So certain things work for you that maybe don't work with me, but I, and it's not a system. I will put my hand up here. It is not a system to run a business based on referrals. That is not a good, like, don't do that. (laughs) If you, if you can help it, it's not, that's not a system. So I like systems and processes in business and that's the operational brain going off there. But I do get a lot of client referrals and I'm so grateful because uh, happy people spread the word, right? Right, Um, right. It's one of the strategies and I'm busy working on expanding our affiliate um, partnerships and referrals and affiliate networks and doing that because you said it, you nailed it on the head there. It's people, no matter what, every single one of us, even if we're selling artwork, we're in the business of people. Even an artist makes another human's life feel better by, by the product being the artwork. I pretend this painting behind me in the hotel here that if it was my home and I chose it, it makes me feel better. It is adding value and and an extra layer of quality to my life. That's why I buy the artwork. You know, so even from an artist's point of view, that you are gifting people. So I teach my clients that sales is a service. It is a beautiful gift you bestow onto someone else that needs your help. I actually will right. go as far, depending on the human, it's selfish to hold back. If you've got, yeah, if you, you can, can change their life. With. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, Kristen, you, you hit it all. <laughs> like you covered topics that I haven't covered in my interviews for some time now, and you really dove in deep. And that's what I was looking for. Honestly, like 
like you said, it's about the relationships. It's about if you, you should not hold yourself back. If you think you can, you got to think of it as how many lives can I change because I can help them. I can. And if you can, if you think you can help them make a difference in their life, and then why wouldn't you make an offer? And if they see the value in it and they trust and trust and have that relationship with you, it's, yeah. it's, that's the way it goes. You get those sales, you know, so you don't have to yeah. chase sales or anything like that. you got to have a different mindset. Right. So yeah. thank you and so I keep much. The seeds. Like if right. the work out there, I work with so many people who are really sensitive. And I'm like, just think of it as planting seeds. Never yeah. underestimate the power of a mustard seed as we've been conditioned to believe. It's true. <laughs> Faith it's, will get you there. Is, I promise. Yeah. Just keep planting the seeds and keep planting it's meant to come seeds. to fruition. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It, absolutely. Oh, I love this. Kristen, <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much. What a pleasure having you on. You had shared so much value um, for my listeners and myself. Like, honestly, <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for. So, so happy you were able to come on today and really take the time of, out of your day and your busy life to be able to do this for, for me and my listeners. I appreciate no. you. I'm so grateful for people like you who are running podcasts and spreading the word for everyone. It's just a great tool to, to spread the word about what you guys do. And so many people I know need your help. So I would be sending people your way to to start their podcasts and all. (laughs) It's not my thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people who want to do it. So I'll be sending it your way. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kristen. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and would like to come on just like our amazing Kristen Miller did today to share your story, talk about, you know, the ups, the downs, talk about your journey, where you're at today and your business, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.